Welcome to episode one of Building the Habit of Feeling Good. I'm your host, Dante Hitt. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about trauma. On the road to feeling good, I think learning about trauma and some of the effects and learning how to use that information to help you feel better about your life and about your past is extremely helpful. At least it was extremely helpful for me. So I hope in sharing uh, some past circumstances that it'll help you. So I recently went to um, my mom's 21st anniversary at her working at the bar that she's been working at for 21 years. And she, you know, I got there really, really late. I wanted to go there much earlier, but um, couldn't get there when I wanted to. So I ended up getting there much, much later. And by the time I got there, she was just trashed, completely smashed, <laughs> hammered, um, drunk, sloshed. I don't know. I don't know. That, those are the extent of my words describing being the shit face. That's another one. That's about the extent of all my words I have to describe uh, being intoxicated. There's another one. Wow. Pulling these out of the dark. Um, yeah, so she's sitting there. And she's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. And her uh, husband now was sitting next to her. And I was, I was sitting with her and I was talking to her. And, you know, the first half was just like her telling everyone, Oh, this is my baby. He's my firstborn. Oh my God, he's so amazing. Oh, he's a singer. Oh, you. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's just drunk talk. I was, you know, smiling and hugging different people I haven't, you know, met before, shaking hands. And then we sat down at a table, uh, just by ourselves. And she said, "You know, I know that you get depressed sometimes." I want you to know I get depressed. I'm extremely depressed. You know, ever since I had Gigi, it's my youngest sister, uh, the last kid she had, I got really depressed, she was saying. And that's why, that's why I sleep so much. You know, I, I don't really, I don't feel like I can face the world. And and she took a swig of my beer, which I comma commandeered. Yeah, commandeered from her. So technically, it was her beer. And she kept, you know, she's holding my hands over the table, and she just kept going on and on about how, you know, she she wasn't the best mom, and and you get to see my mom for a while. You know, like, my dad was in the Navy, so I didn't really get to see him kind of, like, bait. I mean, I think there's two times in memory I really saw him until I got a little bit older. Um, my mom was a bartender, as I mentioned earlier. And she, I wouldn't really get to see her that much, you know. She'd be gone all day. She'd come home really, really late. Uh, sometimes she'd take me to the bar, which was cool. I got to play these little games. Had like a box, you hit these zombies to kill them, and then 
these graves come up. I, I don't really understand. I can't. I can vaguely remember the game itself. Uh, and then she dated a whole bunch of abusive, alcoholic boyfriends. Growing up, she was abused a lot. A lot of horrific shit happened in our family. Um, her current husband used to be heavy drink. I mean, he still is a heavy drinker, but he also used to be a violent heavy drinker. Threw across the uh, kitchen floor one night and got in my face and said, the fuck are you going to do about it? Uh, cops are called. Kind of wanted to get his gun and kill him. But cooler heads prevailed, so that didn't happen. Ended up calling the police. But why am I telling you all this? Not to garner sympathy or pity. Yeah, that conversation, I'm telling you, because that shit was fucking dramatic. And she went through a whole bunch of trauma. Uh, my, most of my family has gone through a shit ton of trauma. Now, you know, I didn't really get to see my parents. I had to deal with seeing them fucked up all the time. Um, my mom, she was like way, way, way more fucked up, way more severe trauma. And her sister, who is my aunt, who I just recently found out is actually my cousin. That was a late blooming family secret. Um, she's been through even way, way worse. Like, I think I know only one person who's been through more horrific, terrifying nightmares events than she has. It's just a lot of darkness, okay? Now, if you're coming from, you know, following me previously on social media or my previous podcast, Nandi's Inferno, then you kind of know a little bit about who I am. So, I just want to give you a little bit of context. Um, I've studied self-help for many, many, many years since, like, middle school, (laughs) Um, I've been in the dating slash pickup industry, worked for a very prominent and prolific dating coach for two and a half years. Uh, I volunteered at an elite dating company that makes millions of dollars per year. I currently have tattooed on my wrist, actually. I work with a spiritual coach who trained many of the instructors for said elite company for uh, maybe a year. And studied with other marketers and other teachers and other mentors and bought shit tons of fucking courses <laughs> but the, the the main niche I've kind of landed on that's really attracted my curiosity and I think I'm really passionate about is trauma and after immersing myself in that subject this past year year and a half maybe two years um, I, I realized that it's more about not identifying what's fucked up and focusing on that, but really diving into what makes you feel good and focusing on that. And part of that is understanding, I think, it's helpful to have some understanding of how trauma affects us. Because if we can kind of identify it in ourselves, then it makes it easier to realize what's going on and Instead of, excuse me, of seeing us as like these broken, fucked up, you know, little people. <laughs> so, you know, my mom, psh, quiet, duck, quiet, 
I'm recording a podcast. You know, my mom mentioned sleeping. You know, that's that's something that I've done and, and still do. Sleeping for long, long lengths of time. Because you get into a state where... Let's, let's take bullying, for example, right? I was bullied in high school. This guy, like, every, almost every fucking day would just call me a pussy, threaten to kick my ass. Uh, he was with his girlfriend, and he was just, like, it was just humiliating, you know, at the time. That, that really shoved me in my head, and I turned to drugs, ended up overdosing a couple times. I didn't die, obviously. I <laughs> uh, picked up smoking and drinking heavily. Got kicked out of school, sent back to Arizona, a month short of graduating, which kind of sucked. So I never graduated high school. Uh, but that experience, you know, when you get bullied, it can hamper your self-worth, right? Same thing with like alcoholic, you know, abusive stepdad or dad. You can do the same thing, right? It's abuse. If you don't know how to handle that abuse, then it can be very intense. It can be very real. It can be... You know, hit, touch the parts of you that are real, and are intimate, right? And then instead of being this warm, friendly, open person, you're very closed and defensive, right? They've kind of damaged you in the way of you've now set your bar as to what... It, you become really fearful, right? Instead of going into the world... And seeing all these opportunities and, and you know chances to meet people, you see threats way more than, than what's you know quote unquote normal, right? What, and what the fuck is that? Who, who determines that, right? But I guess from what what is perceived as normal, you're much more quiet. You can't raise your voice. And I still feel this, you know. I'm just because I'm recording this podcast and starting all this doesn't mean I'm I'm hundred percent perfectly awesome have this shit handled <laughs> coming out here earlier I wanted to film a video I ended up choosing the podcast first but when I am filming videos in public sometimes I am in that defensive mode and I'm worried about what other people are thinking about me but where does that come from damage trauma it's somewhere along the line we lowered our baseline for how we should feel about ourselves, for how sensitive we are to other people's judgment and criticism, because someone, you know, hurt us when we were young, or someone that we really cared about or loved hurt us. So that's one symptom, right? That's one effect trauma has on us. And we can handle that damage in a, a myriad of ways. You know, some people can have a severe, severe amount of pain buried beneath who they are. But on the surface, look completely fine. And I know many of these people, right? They, they work jobs, talk to them, they seem perfectly normal. But they're not. They have a lot of pain. They... You know, do drugs, or they do alcohol, or some other addiction, some other vice, right? Maybe, maybe they're extremely angry, right? It's maybe instead of like an addiction to something external, it's an addiction to like an emotion. 
a what they would call in the spiritual community low vibrational emotion right an emotion that doesn't feel good like anger or shame or guilt or depression that's another way it's another vehicle it's another outlet to let that pain you know out so those are some of the effects of trauma now this podcast is called building the habit of feeling good not building the habit of feeling like shit and analyzing what's fucked up about us focusing on that dwelling on that and just giving up all hope and joy for life (laughs) so i want to now shift into talking about how to change right how to start feeling better how to scoop ourselves up pick ourselves up out of that pit of despair of addiction of depression and into a happier life full of ease and well-being um if you don't know this by the way every day on this podcast i share ideas habits and tips to expand your well-being ease and happiness so keep listening every day i'm gonna be posting um it's gonna be very off the cuff as they would say, improvisational content. <laughs> and uh, I'm really, really excited about it. And I have a lot of things I'd like to talk about and, and to share with you. So just want to throw that in there real quick. The way we create change is by building new habits, right? Like the title of this podcast, Building the Habit of Feeling Good. We're not focusing on what's happened in the past. We're focusing on what we want to create. And that starts with training ourselves and building this habit and gaining control of our thoughts and our emotions. Right? What we think creates an emotion creates, you know, what we feel, then that leads to action, right? That's it. That's the big secret from the book, The Secret, biggest thing in the spiritual community. So how do we do that? Because most people don't have control of their thoughts. Because if they did, they'd have the results they want, they'd have the changes they want. Well, what I've learned is that a lot of this is about looking at things in new ways, looking at things in a, something in a way that's different, right? Choosing thoughts and feelings that feel better. But this this is <laughs> this is uh, not always easy. Take when you're in, a, in an angry state, and then someone's like, "Give me a hug." You're not like, "Okay, open arms, give me a hug." Maybe some of you are, <laughs> and to you, you you are the awesome, beautiful people who are complete angels walking on this planet. But for the majority, when you're angry, you typically don't want to hug. You're like, get away from me. Fuck you. No. Ah. Right? And and maybe when you calm down, you come back, and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Give me a hug. Or something to that effect. Some variation of that. Well, when we're stuck in a rut, when we're stuck in a thought pattern... Uh, maybe what Eckhart Tolle would call a pain body attack. We're stuck in a 
lower vibrational emotion, lower vibrational energy. There's, we've built up a lot of momentum going in that direction of that thought or that feeling. And it can be very hard to just say, you know, stop that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do that anymore. Right? There's a lot of control there. So I, I don't really want to get into that. We want to move away from that because that's like fighting an uphill battle. It's exhausting. It's what I did when I first started like learning about spirituality and actually implementing things that really created change. So the first part of, of me learning about spirituality was just fucking finding all these different teachers and all these books and, and videos and just kind of immersing myself in it. And then I was like, okay, all right. This is kind of cool, but like, where's, where's the practical stuff, you know? Like, I'm all about practicality. I came from the self-help industry. I'm like, I want results, right? If, if I'm going to use the information, I'm going to use it because it's going to get me results. If it doesn't get me results, you're full of shit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my criteria for, for consuming stuff. And still is, with the caveat of my results have now changed. It's to what, you know, feels good, what's exciting, what's satisfying. And part of what I learned in spirituality is um, not to fight the uphill battle of trying to control everything, but instead of that, we want to give up control, release control, and allow ourselves to choose thoughts and feelings that feel better. So one thing that's super practical is if you focus on a thought for 17 seconds straight, you'll shift how you feel. So, obviously, you want to do this with a more favorable thought, more favorable emotion. And depending on what state you're in currently, how much momentum you have towards a certain thought or emotion will be the degree of difficulty you have in implementing that 17-second practical technique, tip, whatever you want to call it. Right? But that's something practical that you can do. So, right now, we focus on something. Right? Let's say this coffee I'm drinking. I want to focus on the thought of this coffee is the best coffee I've had in my entire life. And every time I sip this coffee from now until it's completely gone, I'm going to enjoy it with every ounce of pleasure in my fucking DNA, soul, and being. Okay? This coffee, every fucking sip is going to be so goddamn delicious. Every other coffee I drink, until I die, from now until I die, will never even compare to one sip from this coffee but right now. And as I take a sip, this macchiato, I am in heaven. Kind of funny. Kind of true. I really did go in for that, that sip. It was delicious. And... Uh, just because I've said it so, it's now going to be the best coffee I've ever had in my entire life. <sighs> it's how we look at things, right? Why is gratitude so powerful? Because you're shifting your focus. And it feels good when you actually look at the things you have. But so often, we're very sloppy with how we think and how we feel. We look at what we have and we're like, ah, I've already seen that. And instead of... of acknowledging and recognizing, not because we have to, not because if we don't, you know, some fucking being entity, God is going to disapprove of us. 
or or your parents or I don't even know where the, what the fuck we think <laughs> or what you think, right? But instead of doing that, we, we look at what we don't have and we focus on that. And what are we putting out to the universe? What are we saying vibrationally? We're saying, I don't have this. And because of the law of attraction, we attract what we are. So when you put out that vibration of lack, look at what I don't have. I don't have that. I want that, but I don't have it. And that sucks. You know what else I don't have? This. And you know what? This person did this. And that's probably why I didn't have that either. And then pretty soon, you're just grumpy pants. And no one wants to be around you because you're extremely grumpy. So the extremely powerful thing to recognize is that you are so, so powerful. And if you are in a state of depression, if you have built momentum and you are stuck in a emotion, thought loop that isn't pleasurable, well, I, I just want you to take a moment real quick and recognize and acknowledge the fact that, hey, you are so fucking powerful because you are channeling and putting so much focus, so much power this, this, this supernova of energy in the wrong direction, right? And it's not, it's not wrong, actually, because you have to know what you don't want to know what you do want. So there's actually use to feeling like shit. <laughs> there is a use. It, it's, it is purposeful. It's, it's helpful, right? Let's say you step on cactus. You're not wearing any shoes. You're like, ah, my God, that fucking sucks. What have we learned here? Okay, I don't like cactus. We should probably wear some shoes. You have to know what you don't want to know what you do want, right? You get really fucking specific when you step on some cactus without wearing shoes. Okay, you get very specific. Same thing we do with our goals. That's, that's all it is. It's just like a filtering process. Okay, I don't want this, but I do want this. We're just getting more and more specific, more and more narrow. That's what we want. So backtracking a little bit. All your focus, like all this power within you and it is in you. It's just being focused on what you don't want. So acknowledge right now two things, actually. Number one, you are extremely powerful. Look at what your focus is bringing you. You brought all this depression, all this mo negative momentum, right? Doesn't feel good. But you've also created that. You've created that. Now, I'm not saying that to, for you to feel guilty or, or you know, ashamed or something like that. I'm saying it as an empowering thing. I know, it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Like, what? I created all this terrible fucking shit in my life? Thanks, Dante. I'm super powerful. <laughs> but you are, because you, you have created that. You're the creator of your reality. What you have inside you, internally, will be reflected externally. Right? If you feel like shit, if you're focusing on lack, the outside will, your life will be shit, and you'll have lack. If you focus on what's great about your life, and what you like, what's exciting, and you move in that direction, you're going to have that. That makes sense? Number one. Number two, acknowledge that, number one, you're very, very powerful and you've created all this. But number two, it's, it's so easy to shift. We just got to change our focus. And number three, it's very helpful to know what we don't want to know what we do want. And we'll just throw a number four in just for kicks. Sometimes you need to go through an experience because 
it's going to give you something. It's going to teach you something. It's going to give you a piece of the puzzle. And the puzzle, which will be completed over time, and, and, and not that you're miserable and then the puzzle's completed and then you feel good and then everything's peachy. It's more like every puzzle piece you get feels really good. But we want to avoid, while we're looking for the right puzzle piece for that part of the puzzle, not to focus on the fact that we haven't found that piece and that our life sucks until we get that next piece and focusing on the fact that we haven't found the piece and how many pieces are left and when is the puzzle going to be completed. But instead, just enjoying the process of, oh, where is the right piece? I'm going to fucking find you, you little bastard. And when I do find you, I'm going to pick you up and put you right in that corner slot. And then I'm going to get the next piece. I'm going to put it right next to that one. Oh, look at that. 10% completed. I'm going to find the third fucking piece. Right? It's exciting. It's, 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 you're curious. Right? It's a discovery. It's learning. It's growing. It's evolving. Pick something. Pick a hobby you have. Or have. Or have. It could be a past one that you let go of. Right? Maybe it's stop being fun. You let it go. Which is totally fine. Think back to that habit. That hobby. That experience. Maybe it's basketball. Maybe it's playing the guitar. Maybe it's painting. Reflect right now. Take a moment. Reflect back on all the stages you went through, right? If I look back on, on playing the guitar, when I first started, I couldn't play anything, and it hurt so badly to, to hold the strings. I didn't have any calluses on my fingertips, so I could hold the guitar and play some chords for like a minute, and then I was just like, ah, this is too uncomfortable. I don't really want to keep going. <laughs> and then the next day, I would try for a minute, maybe two minutes, and then a month or two, three, four, five, six went by, and then I had some calluses that were kind of like baby calluses. And now today, you know, I could play for like an hour, two hours, three hours if I had to, I guess. And the calluses are hella fucking thick, right? They're super thick. And I barely feel anything. I could run my nail over them, barely feel anything. Learning, right? So, so getting the calluses were like this, this, this accomplishment, this feat. I was like, whoa, this is fucking cool. Learning different chords, being able to play some of the songs that I'd always wanted to be able to play, but never could. Fucking amazing. This is exhilarating. It was great. Right? But I had to go through certain parts, certain stages, to get to the other stages. The pain I had to go through was actually just building the calluses necessary to unlock other areas of that art form, of that hobby, of that, you know, creative endeavor, that experience. Now, was I like, oh, I'm never playing the guitar again. I can only play for a minute. No, that came later, actually. <laughs> when I started comparing myself to other musicians and I was like, uh, my voice, blah, 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 I gotta be the greatest musician in the world. And it just got caught up in all these other desires and feelings that didn't, and thoughts that didn't feel good. But in the beginning, much like most things, I was excited. I was curious. It was satisfying. It was just me and the guitar. It was a learning experience. It was a relationship of the guitar and me and sometimes family members, teachers, random people who passed on little bits of information. It was like this fucking Easter egg hunt of learning and growing. That's what it's supposed to be, right? So, 
the topic of this episode was about trauma. Because I think that's a, that's a big focal point for a lot of people. It's a big source of them holding themselves back. Right? Creating these walls and limiting beliefs. And a lot of this, you know, inner healing, inner work, shadow work, spirituality, transformation, evolution, growth, whatever words you'd like to use or all of them, if you'd like. Like one collage of healing and... <laughs> it's, it's about peeling back the layers of conditioning and limiting beliefs and realizing that you are an infinite being. Now, I have grew up with a dad. Very, very smart guy. Probably the smartest guy I know. And I know everybody talks really well about their dad, but I mean it. <laughs> I'm sure they all say that as well. When I was growing up, every day, we'd go see him, not just one movie, two or three movies a weekend, right? My mom and dad would split up, so I'd go see him on the weekend. And every weekend, we'd see like two or three movies. And after every single movie, we'd viciously, ruthlessly break down everything that happened in the movie. The good things they did, the bad things they did, what could be improved, what should have, you know, gone there instead of what they did, you know, brainstorming other stuff, brainstorming ideas. Every weekend, again and again and again and again and again and again. And we just did it. It was natural. It wasn't like he was like forcing me to do it or something like that. It was fun. And when I started learning about self-help and spirituality, all these different topics, I kind of did the same thing. I applied the same methodology. So I say that because what I'm about to say might seem a little out there, but it's been the thing that makes the most sense to me after putting all these different ideas and paradigms and things together. And, and I've read everything from, you know, Anthony Robbins, um, the fucking guy who is the, I think, was it Maxim? Maxim Magazine, I think. De what is his name? Dennis. Dennis something. He has a book, How to, How to Get Rich. Um, you know, Timothy S. Grover. From that side of the spectrum to, uh, you know, <laughs> what the fuck is this guy's name? Phantom Self. David Icke. Um, you know, Bashar. Aaron Doughty. Of course, Eckhart Tolle, Abraham Hicks, and she's she's been the, the 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 tip of the pyramid in terms of what's like resonated with me, right? What she says is Esther Hicks, that's the the woman's name. She's like a channel, and she channels uh, these beings that are source energy. Everything's energy, everything is source, and she talks about how that's what we actually are, and that we're focusing ourselves here to learn and evolve and grow and experience stuff and have fun. And that, that, that's what we truly are, right? At our core. That's what I've learned from our We're these infinite, limitless beings. And we're able to channel, harness, tap into the power that creates worlds right? The universe itself. Things like the law of attraction, using our thoughts and feelings and emotions and then action. 
right? We're here to be creators. It's so fun. But <laughs> if we buy in to, right, we sit down at the table and we're like, I'll take a stack of chips of social conditioning, of this cultural norm, of this limiting belief, and we sit at the table and we play the game and we start betting and we're like, all right, I'll put 20 thousand dollars of social conditioning over here in this direction maybe i'll buy some new clothes maybe i'll start a business and, and we try to look to the external to help us feel complete now i'm definitely not one of those people who are like oh you know material stuff is bad and money's bad and it's evil man and nah, 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 nah. Uh, no i think that if it's something that you desire that's awesome and you should go toward it and move toward it. Caveat being that you're not, you know, killing people and <laughs> something of that nature. Um, but we want to come from the frame of pursuing the external because it feels good, not because of lack. You know what I mean? So we don't want to be getting the Ferrari to get approval from other people. We only get, be getting the Ferrari because we genuinely want to feel the thrill and the rush and the excitement of driving that death trap <laughs> of a machine that goes extremely fast and looks really cool. Right? It's coming from a very genuine, almost childlike place of just like exploring, right? Discovering. I remember when I first started smoking cigarettes. I was 15. I'd seen my mom smoking cigarettes. I'd seen people smoking in movies. And I was like... What's that about? I'd like to try that. <laughs> uh, and the same thing applied to cocaine. Did that for three days straight. Never touched it again. Uh, did Molly one time. Did shrooms one time. Um, did salvia a number of times. Weed, of course. And I think that's everything. And alcohol, right? But it starts as that. It starts as like that, that desire, that curiosity, that spark, that excitement, that thrill. And it, it's fun. That's the place our transformation should come from. Now, when I started learning more about spirituality, there's a lot of people put, placing the focus on like, you know, avoid these low vibrational things and, and this is low vibrational and that's low vibrational. And it became this exhausting chore of monitoring everything and I, and I started to feel guilty and shameful and bad because all the stuff I was doing was low vibrational I meant like I was low vibrational and I, fuck I'm doing all this shit that's low vibrational and there's just shame and guilt and fucking disease and all this shit piling up and, I, and then I fucking snapped <laughs> and I quit smoking cigarettes right for like the whatever third fourth fifth I can't fucking count times um, and the last time was like five months because I thought it was low vibrational, right? Felt really, really guilty. And then I smoked. And then I felt extremely guilty. And then it just kind of plunged, everything kind of plunged downward. And I just got really depressed. And then I came out of that depression. And I was like, what the fuck? Fuck all that. <laughs> you know what? What this is about, it's about training ourselves to choose thoughts and feelings that feel better. And the more we do this, the easier it gets and the more 
I don't want to say control, because it's not about control. The more we can allow ourselves to feel better without having what's, what, excuse me, Eckhart Tolle would say, a pain body attack, right? We get triggered by something. So a common one for guys, you see an attractive girl, you freeze up, you have anxiety, all these things, you know, all these walls come up, these barriers, these reasons why you can't just go talk to that person. What, is it? What, the, what the fuck is that? Thoughts and emotions are coming to you. And we're taking them and gripping them and going, yes, this is real. But it's not real. Right? 17 seconds. That's the magic number. And pro tip here, okay? When you first wake up in the morning, best time to implement those 17 seconds. Another pro tip. When you go to bed, whatever state you go to bed in is a state you're extremely likely to wake up in. Okay, so combine those two tips before you go to bed. Get yourself in a state of relaxation and a feeling good, right? Maybe focus on something that you're grateful for. Maybe focus on, you know, the goals, the things you want to do the next day. Caveat here, don't focus on the lack of what you don't have, but focus on what is going right. What's exciting? What's new on the horizon, right? Keep that frame exciting, passion, fun, carefree, light, moving up expanding, funny, right? Amusing, creative, passion, satisfying, easy, right? And then when you wake up, when you first wake up, don't check your phone, don't even listen to the birds, immediately focus, right? You don't have to snap out of bed, <laughs> but immediately just, just lay there, keep your eyes closed and focus on a thought that feels good for 17 seconds and you will shift how you feel, right? The morning is like the, 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 the gateway for our entire day. You, you, can, you can decide your whole day right there, man. You first wake up. You can literally dictate, like a dictator, how your day's gonna run. You can go, okay, this is gonna be shitty. I gotta go do this. I got, I, fuck, I was up to like, I didn't go to sleep. I caught an hour, I guess. It's a lie. I did go to sleep for an hour, but pulled an all-nighter. And around like maybe six or five or six or something like that, this girl posted on Facebook and she was like, I fucking hate Mondays, fucking, fucking this and fucking that. And I posted um, James Franco, a gif of James Franco doing the heart, right? Making a heart with his hands over his heart and, and smiling. And she commented something. And I was like, yeah, and then you have to go to work with those people. And then I put a vomit face, and I was smiling and, and laughing, amused, 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 amusedly, <laughs> behind the phone, uh, sitting in the chair. And then she replied something else, and it, it kind of got her laughing in a way, which was the intent, right? I was exaggerating it, dramatizing it, to then make it funny, to kind of snap her out of the fucking, 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 this kind of mood. So, so... Like, literally, this is a pervasive theme in our culture and in fucking human life, especially in the mornings. We're, we're constantly reacting to things, reacting to thoughts, reacting to feelings, reacting to people, reacting to vibes. Like, when you, when you first wake up, it's your responsibility to choose what you're going to think and what you're going to feel and set the tone for your day. If you don't do this, 
you're kind of just rolling the dice, right? Whatever comes to you, comes to you. Maybe it's a good thought. Maybe it's a good emotion. Maybe it's a good feeling. Maybe it's not. I don't know about you, but I don't like that. I don't like chance. I don't like rolling the dice. I like to allow myself to feel amazing. I don't know how much caffeine, aloha, tea, and coffee put in their macchiatos, but I'm fucking wired. That probably combined with the lack of sleep is making me super, super um, tired and fucking amped at the same time. But I'm really excited to keep going on this podcast, so I'm going to keep rolling and close out episode one with a fucking bang. Um, Yeah, so (laughs) I kind of went all over the place, but we want to move away from feeling like shit and focusing instead on thoughts and emotions and feelings that feel better and practicing choosing them. 17 seconds, right? Especially when you wake up in the morning and before you go to bed. Two key points. And if you, if you can go to bed feeling good, you're really making it easier on yourself the next day because you're super likely to wake up in that state of being as well. And then, when you first wake up, you also throw in another 17 seconds of molding and fine-tuning your vibration, which is just a word for emotion, by the way. Fine-tuning how you feel. You're setting the tone for your day. So instead of being reactive to Susie or Stacy or Lucy or fucking Bob at the office or wherever the hell you work or go, right, the environments you move through and move in, Instead of reacting, you're proactive, you're grounded, you're feeling good, right? You're not needy. You're not scanning the environment, looking for approval, like most everyone is doing. You're laughing. You're doing what you want. You're going about your day. Hey! Stop that. Corner podcast. Shush. Right? Oh, they're totally not stopping. They got... They found the other dogs. I'm going to move inside. So, that being said, uh, I'm going to wrap episode one here. If you found this information helpful, if this empowered you, if this was amusing, satisfying, entertaining, um, I encourage you to share this with one person. Send it. Send it a link. Hey, this guy was funny. I thought this was cool. Talk about this. Check it out. And in doing so, we can spread this podcast and help other people build the habit of feeling good. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I appreciate you. Namaste. And I'll catch you in the next episode.